What is currently happening in our cruise industry today? Join me for Cruise Convos as we discover and learn from cruise industry leaders across the globe, all within 28 minutes. community. This is Claudine with Lemonade and we are part of Cruise Convos today. I am here with a very epic and special guest. We have Tom with us. Tom, please share with our cruise community who you are. Well, you just said it already, no? I'm Tom. (laughs) You're Tom, but tell us more. What's your last name? Who are you? What are you known for? (laughs) Uh, My name is Tom Goethe. I'm currently the Vice President of Hotel Operation for Scenic. And yeah, we know each other from, you know, actually I cooked you some food and I think I made a culinary class for you. And since then, you bugger, hang on to me. Yes, I love it. (laughs) And you know what? This is the coolest thing because you're on TV now, like besides doing what you do, you have your own TV show on Discovery Channel and you are part of a TV show as well on World All-Stars for cooking, right? Like a chef World All-Stars. What is it called exactly? It is called... Top Chef Top, Top Chef World All-Stars. Yes. So basically, uh, the Top Chef community around the world decided to make the first Top Chef World All-Stars, where they invited winners and finalists from all around the world to compete to each other. Uh, still the American version, but yeah, America basically invited all Top Chef winners and finalists and we're cooking against each other. I was filmed last year for two and a half months, and currently we are in the top four, and I'm still in it. You sound surprised. <laughs> no, you sound surprised. <laughs> no, this, it is great. So, this is great. It is, it is amazing, to be honest. Uh, it's a it's a great show. Uh, it has a huge reputation uh, around the world, and the best part is you actually meet a lot of great chefs from around the world. So. Obviously, I was very honored when I got asked to represent Germany, right? And it never been done before. So representing your country, that's quite a big move. And on top of it, I work on the ocean. So, you know, in my industry, ocean chefs, not the highest reputation level or rank. So it was very good for me to, yeah, showcase not just Germany there and also showcase a little bit of the cruise industry and show where the cruise industry went the last 25 years. Yeah, and then we have the other show called uh, Maritime Masters, um, which is basically a show about Eclipse, where I got selected as a, a main actor out of three. So we have an expedition leader, the captain and myself, basically introducing the ship. It's a series of 10 episodes. Each episode is about an hour. Uh, it just started last week, so in America it's already out. You can watch it on Discovery Channel. And it's actually really bloody cool, to be honest. I really enjoy to see it. And the best part is the crew is also watching it and the crew is realizing how good we actually are and how cool the ship is. And that's basically the best part of it. In the upcoming episode, I think I saw a clip for it. You're going to Chile, right? Yeah, Chile. Chile. Okay, Chile. That's, I'll say it in Spanish. <laughs> Chile. <laughs> and it, it looks really cool. I, 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 I'm going to be watching that one. Now, yeah, the um, whole series is basically going from uh, Salvador to Antarctica. So, you know, every episode is about a, a big part of the of the coast himself. And currently, we're just about to, to hit Chile. Very Chile. good. Chile. Tom, I want to talk about how we met. So, I got to go. <laughs> Let's talk okay. about Okay, Claudine, Claudine was half drunk. She wore a pretty dress and she stood at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That is the best. That is the best. Okay, so I was on Scenic Eclipse, 
And I, for me, what really stood out, Tom, and I'll tell you this, is how your team interacted with you and your leadership style. So that was like the first thing that stood out. I was like, this guy's a really good leader and his team really, really likes him. And then I was like, maybe he can cook. <laughs> I'm just joking. I knew you were the head chef person. So I was like, he must have some skills, obviously, right? But the, the thing that really stood out was how your team really looked up to you and how your team connected with you and you, how you connected with your team. And I kept seeing that over and over. But then I did a cooking experience with you. And then I discovered how good of a storyteller you are, right? I don't know if you remember that, but you really connected food to storytelling and then you brought us into this whole experience. And not a lot of people can do that, right? I guess there is some really good chefs, but really connecting the experience to the food was amazing. And you shared a story about your family and how you like start your mom and how you- Is that the onion chopping machine? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate her for that. <laughs> well, come, but it's come. a true story. Yeah, yeah. You tell us the story. Tell us the story. Really? Okay. Uh, so my mom, my mom, and my grandma are also really into cooking. So uh, I'm born and raised in a small winery, and cooking and wine is a big thing of my childhood. So when I was young, every bloody household had these onion choppers where there's like eight knives on it and a, and a feather and you hit it up and down and you chop the knives down. Uh, you just mush it and the liquid runs out and it's bloody horrifying. And in the culinary uh, demonstration we did on Eclipse, um, we basically explained how important it is to chop things, uh, how bad it is sorry, to chop things and how good it is to slice things. So uh, I tried to convince my mom to get rid of these bloody machines since, I don't know, years. So one day I came home and I decided to buy a beautiful knife and uh, asked her to take the dogs for a walk. Uh, so when she went out, I accidentally dropped the machine about 25 times on the floor until it broke. I apologized to my mom and gave her this beautiful knife. But yeah, humor is another big thing, which is quite rare to find in Germany, people must say, but if they come to my winery, they know it's not. Yeah, humor is a big thing. So my mom basically bought it. And the moment I replaced it with the knife and I said, oh, I'm so sorry, the the first one broke she just said ah no worries i bought two she never used it she always used knives but she just wanted to annoy us basically that's awesome so <laughs> you said your mom and your grandmother were into cooking and so tell us how did you get into this so it was really from them straight up as a child already you know these little books you give to your friends in kindergarten and they write their favorite color and their favorite dish and what they want to be when they're old Yes. Well, I still have the same friends like back in the days. And in every single book, it's written Chef or Clown. Uh, that serious, actually. Really? I even went to an open day of a clown school, yeah, because I was very serious about it. Uh, but then, you know, I went in the clown school for a day when I was 15, and I realized they're all not as happy as I thought they are. Let's put it this way. <laughs> it's rather the third chance in life you, you approach for that job. Yeah. So I decided to become a chef and, yeah, never failed to... Uh, to go back and thought I could have done different. Yeah, being very happy with where I started and, you know, where I'm right now. I love it. Epic. When did you start with Scenic and how did you make that decision to go work on board? Especially because, like you said, being a chef, there's a lot of pride that goes with it. And you seem like you really, really, like what you do, you put your heart, your soul into it and you bring your team along with it. And like in your mind, did you think that you could be as successful as you are on board 
Like, how did you make that decision to go work on board? To be very honest, I never wanted to work on a ship. And then to make my culinary master in Germany, I needed about 10,000 euro really quickly. And someone told me, oh, just go to the ocean, four months contract, 10,000 euro, off you go, paid off straight. And I said, oh, that's a good idea. Well, I did it. Uh, I went to a huge ocean liner and I hated it, to be honest. I had every single day of it. Uh, I didn't have many friends because I just told everybody they cannot cook, which was obviously extremely arrogant. I was 24 years old and I really approached the ocean uh, in a wrong way. I was too young to understand the organization structure behind and actually the piece of art of the organization behind, which is highly impressive, to be honest. And yeah, after I left the ship and I obviously told everybody how terrible it is, uh, you usually digest, right? Uh, you become humble, uh, you grow up a little bit, let's say, and you look back and you realize it's actually not that bad. Uh, the organization behind is terrifically interesting. The the strength behind and all the organization from recruiting all the way, it's, it's really impressive. So I said, okay, I'll give it another shot. So I went to a, a different cruise company. And I stayed there for three years. And then I decided I made my peace. I learned everything I could take. Um, the best advantage, obviously, was traveling around and seeing as many food ingredients I could find in the world. So usually when guests are going to uh, see a volcano or going to the oldest church in town, I usually just go to the food markets. That's what I did. And uh, <laughs> when I kind of ran out of countries to visit uh, on ocean sites, I, I decided to stop. Uh, I wanted to go on land. I wanted to open my own restaurant. I went to Top Chef Germany at that time and then Scenic approached me and they basically called me up and said, hey, we want to open another ship. And I said, no, no, thanks. And hanged up the phone immediately. Uh, I was like, no so way. done with ocean. Yeah. Was, you you know, I was just, I thought another cruise line, another thing. And that's off we go. Uh, but well, they called back and they said, I'm an idiot, which I agree I was. Uh, <laughs> so we had a good conversation of, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour. And basically bottom line was, uh, hey, Tom, you're young, uh, you're wild, we don't want to be another cruise ship. You have eight outlets, you have 10 dining experience, you can do whatever you want. And I was like, eh? really? <laughs> you have two helicopters, only 200 guests, and I can do whatever I want on the culinary side. And I basically said, yep, uh, you're going to form your team, you're going to bring your chefs, and basically you can do whatever you want. So I was thinking about it very long, I would say about 45 seconds, and then I agreed. Uh, I texted a few old colleagues. And it was actually really impressive. Uh, I think in less than 15 days, I had my entire team together, uh, which is still with me. I think I lost from opening of Scenic Eclipse to now about five chefs in total, which is a huge honor. And to be honest, the highest peak of my career was basically having this loyalty back then and till now. And yeah, till then I'm there, to be honest. And I really, really love it. And the company trusts me and approaches me and let me do any weird experiments and any weird ideas without any regrets. And yeah, that's why I love it so much. That's incredible. Tom, do you feel that the creativity and the openness that Scenic gave you has helped you just really explore and become like the chef that you are? Because you you said 10 different restaurants that you could do whatever or 10 different dining experiences where you could really just do what you wanted basically helps a lot to carry it out you know when you when you go on the market as a chef people they say oh the strawberries smell so great do you think they really talk like that no just no guests guests do that you know regular people they go to the market and they're impressed by beautiful polished apples and, yes uh, smelling strawberries well chefs are different they're looking for things they don't really know uh what is more weird let's say uh items you know we like hunters we want to see different ingredients around the world so 
having so many outlets, it makes us very diverse. And when I find an ingredient, I don't really need to think of, can I use it somewhere? I know I can use it somewhere because we cover so many different cuisines. And then by having the, the sizes of the outlets themselves, you are really able to go and experiment a lot. Having the culinary demonstration kitchen on board, we can actually try and cook different things overnight and, you know, separate from all the guests and really spend their days and nights to create new dishes. And that, that all comes together. And obviously that makes you a better chef. And if you then create a really strong union around you with chefs from all around the world, all you need to do, do then is basically listen. Uh, if you are able to listen and not tell them, I know, I know, then you learn so much. And I think that's the biggest advantage of the ocean, which a lot of people underestimate to a massive amount of size. But to be very honest, I think it's the main fault of the executive chefs themselves because most of them, they think they know already everything. And it's very difficult to stay approachable if you have a big kitchen brigade uh, and say, oh, really, you know better, then please show me. And you cook actually with them. Uh, and then you become actually a, a beast, I think. Then you really become a really good chef because you can learn so much, like so much. Wow, incredible. Tom, you really are good with people and connecting with people, right? When I saw you on board, you were talking to the guests. And not only talking to them, like you were drawing them in into the experience or talking to them about the food and taking an interest in them. How important is that to you, like in what you create? Like, do you get to know some of the guests and then create something or do you have something planned out already? The one thing has with the other not really much to do. Talking to the guests is, I would say, our biggest dedication as a chef. The days where a cook just cooks your food to fill your stomach, I think is over. If you're on a ship like Eclipse, which, you know, straight outlines to be a good ship in a sense of, you know, not having a lot of a la carte restaurants, using the best fuel available all around the world, having the most stable systems, trying to be advanced of anybody else and focusing on sustainability. I think as a chef, <laughs> there's a lot you can talk about it. If you as a chef are able to explain to guests that on the 15th day of Antarctica, you shouldn't eat, ask for strawberries anymore, and the guests even apologize to you, then I think your mission is complete. It is super important that we kind of wake up people and also make them understand. You you go on, I don't know, in any, any city in the world, and you go on a restaurant, every restaurant in the world is talking about sustainability, that they only want to use ingredients, arrange their corners. But for some reason, guests still expect everything at all times on the ship. And I think that's horrible. Um, and that's why I think it's super important to not just feed them, also tickle their passion about culinary and food a little bit more and further and make them available and aware. And I think I'm really investing a lot of time in it. I think it's really, really important, especially in the ocean industry, uh, because we have so many great opportunities to use local ingredients, but we feared of guests and a bad rating of not having strawberries on board, for an example. So... I think that's why it's so important to wake people up and uh, make people aware uh, of the quality they can have and the res resources around them. And yeah, that's also why the chef's table basically is formed by humble ingredients further than lobster and most expensive ingredients. Because if you can prove to a guest that a red cabbage can blow you away uh, and you don't need any lobster anymore and it's going to be the best dinner of your life, well, then, you know, we win. And this is this is my main mission, to be honest. I love it. I remember when uh, we stopped in one of the little places in Saudi Arabia, you were going, like you had it in your mind, I could hear you, you were like, 
You have to get off and you were you were looking for a certain ingredient. I don't remember what it is, but I remember you were like you were you got off and you were looking for a certain ingredient. You were trying to find something. I don't remember what it was, but I was impressed by that moment. I was like, wow, this guy's like trying to create something different. And it stood out. I was like, wow. Right. Tom, do you think that in a way now you have chefs looking up to you like younger generation? Do you like do you reach out? Do you do anything with younger people? Is that something that's important to you at all? I think it's a huge honor. Um, mm -hmm. I do, obviously, when Top Chef Germany started and now uh, Top Chef World All-Stars, but also Marty Masters, uh, people send me messages, uh, mainly on Instagram, and say, hey, this is really, really cool. You know, this is really different. Uh, and I, it's beautiful. Um, to be a good chef, great. Um, when guests tell you that you cook them good food, that's nice, you know, but if you have professionals who look up to you or feel inspired by you, I wouldn't say look up to you, but I mean, if they call me mentor, I always get tears in my eyes. Um, but if someone just says you inspire me, that's basically good enough. It doesn't matter if he's a chef uh, and he's an art designer or maybe an electrician. Um, I think if you, if you create a connection to someone who he rethinks really about his habits and names me as an example, that that is a huge compliment to be honest. And it's just as important to me than cooking himself doesn't matter if someone says hey he's a great chef but he's wasteful then that hurts a lot mm. <laughs> uh, i don't know we want to be really approachable and mind open on eclipse we have so many chefs they have zero ocean experience but they just have fire and we kind of feel it and we want to form it and uh yeah this is our philosophy we we do not have the most experienced chefs in age we have the chefs where we felt they have the most fire to grow and be someone else and that's really really nice and this is what I support and this is what, what drives me, to be honest, is the, yeah. to create inspiration for others. Yeah. And it really shows, Tom, like you said at the beginning, the amount of people that you brought on, the team, and they're still there. Like, that's a reflection of your leadership as well. Clearly, I have an impact to it. By now, we have in the culinary department above 100 people. I, I barely, I think I know almost everybody, beside of a few, and they are colleagues of colleagues and friends of friends. So um, that also shows CEDIC as a company. We really made a very modern approach. Uh, obviously, it comes with me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I allow people to make mistakes. I allow people to have a big mouth and fall uh, and stand up again and try again. And I think this is this is what CEDIC stands for. We, we do really weird stuff and we try it. Sometimes it works and sometimes not. And that's okay. And that's how it's supposed to be. But if it works, then we can say we tried it. And if it doesn't work, guess what? We can say we tried it. Yeah. So, I think that comes all along and that creates a lot of beautiful awareness around the industry. And I think especially for chefs, that's why they're all coming, to be honest. Yeah. I remember I was on board and I tried this mushroom thing, but it looked like this mushroom thing. And I'll be honest, I looked at it and I thought, what is this thing, right? It, it, it didn't look like, I don't know. It looked very pretty, but I touched it and it was like mushy. And I was like, what is this? But it was delicious. But it was like this mushroom <laughs> mousse thing. But it really surprised me because I was like, what, what is this? And it goes to show like you're, you're really like pushing the boundaries, I think, with your food and how you present it and how I touched it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like the texture. But then when I tasted it, like the palate was there. I was like, wow, you took me through a whole experience with the food, right? I was impressed. Thanks, darling. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, Top Chef World All-Stars. You're top four, or should we say three now? Uh, I'm on top four. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, congratulations on behalf of the entire cruise community, because you're not only putting yourself out there, you're really representing the entire cruise community at a at a that level, right? I like what you said about... You know, people don't really see cruising and the food as being top, top chef, like at that level. And for you to be on the show and representing that, like, hey, look what you do on the water, right? That's so cool. How do you feel about that? It motivates me a lot, to be honest. Even when I came to the show uh, and I said I work on a cruise ship, they all kind of had that smile on their face. <laughs> and I, I don't judge them. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know... Uh, rumors around there and I think the cruise industry 10 years ago or 15 years ago was really bad uh, it's certainly obviously really strongly improving I think the the cruise industry really stepped up a hundred thousand steps here um, but yeah it was good I mean it's easy to surprise someone if you get underrated right so uh, I took it I took it as well in Germany when I told them I work on a cruise ship it was exactly the same faces and yeah that changed really quickly and Top four is really great for now. I'm really proud where I am, um, considering that you only have finalists and winners from all around the world and top chefs, so you really cook against people. And yeah, you're one of them. That makes me very proud. Well, congrats, Tom. That's awesome. I'm going to ask you three questions. First one, who is your inspiration in the chef world? I don't think I have a specific person I look up to. There's a few chefs and a few restaurants where which I always thought they're really cool. And if I combine them all together, that would be kind of my roadhouse. So there are certain chefs that teach me a lot of basics to the bone and very professional. There's chefs that really inspired me in a going out of the way and out of the box kind of thinking. Then there's certain chefs that really inspire me about their leadership and how they're handled people. Um, I will one never forget, his name is Neil Jackson. Uh, he was the head chef and owner in Jackson's restaurant in Perth, which was at the time I worked there at the best restaurant, Western Australia. And he was my first non-Michelin restaurant. Uh, I came there and I was used to, I knock on the door, I start working, I don't sleep for seven days, I work straight for three and a half months until someone says, you're not as bad as we thought you are. And when I came to him, uh, he said, oh, nice to see you, you want a drink? And I was like, yes, sparkling water. And then he said, you want a wine or beer or something? Oh, you know what? Let's go. We grab lunch. Um, so he invited me for lunch in his own car. And he being a human to me, I never, ever experienced anything like that. <laughs> and then um, he was the first person who called us chefs uh, by names. Uh, we not were just chefs. Uh, he was the first person calling us family and uh, treated us. On his off days, he arranged tours for us. Uh, I don't know. I never had anybody like that. Uh, he was the first one who didn't manage me with fear or pressure and the opposite actually he said Tommy here since a couple of days I'm very proud with your work I leave you alone I'm gonna go for dinner with uh, the sous chef you take over for tonight this would never ever happen in a regular restaurant you know where you chef the party um, so yeah he teach me a lot about uh, leader skills how to approach people um, how it is when people make mistakes what we, needs to be your body reaction and you should be proud of them making mistakes because that also aligns then that they trust you to make the mistakes so he took it very deep and he teach me a lot about that for almost six months which i will never forget him um and he certainly changed my kind of leadership yeah so but there's a lot of people i i need to honor and 
I, I still honor and uh, I call by big decisions to ask them for their suggestions and opinions. Amazing, Tom. That's great. And what you just spoke about, the root is trust. He trusted you, right? And you felt that he trusted you. I love that. Like even leaving you alone. Yeah. If you ask me in, in, in cuisine and in kitchens, uh, I would say most Michelin restaurants, I won't say all, but a lot of most Michelin restaurants, especially the old ones, that work with a lot of pressure, with burning your arm with pellets. I mean, I'm sure there's some chefs out there that are going to shake their head now because it's actually true. It was a rough time. And there's very little people outside there that really understand the problem on that. Uh, if you fear people, you will always get them to 99% their performance will be 99%. But if you stop fearing that out of them and actually make them your friends and they become loyal soldiers, and I think this is what you really, when I start working on the ocean, because you see them every single day, four months, six months, sometimes longer. If you are able to make them love you, they give you far above the 99%. They're going to give you 110, even they're sick, they're tired. They just do it for you instead of being scared in the position. So I think that, that really changed and I hope it continues changing because a lot of modern restaurants on land, they're having the same approach. Uh, they go away from this fear theory, but there's still a lot of idiots out there, to be honest, uh, which believe that when you shout in the kitchen, you're a big man, but guys, sorry, you're not quite unsuccessful shouting. And, you know, you shout every day, no one takes you anyway serious. Love it, Tom. Spot on. It's been really epic talking to you. I'm going to ask you our last question. And the last question we ask to every guest, and the question is, if you look back at your younger self and you could give yourself any piece of advice, what advice would you give your younger self? It's a good one. Huh? You know, I was thinking about it because when I was a young chef, I was really brutal. I had a huge mouth. Uh, I fighted everybody. I was never happy with myself. I always push myself and I always try to uh, be better than anybody else. So obviously that's the hardest way you can choose to go. And probably I should tell myself to stay more humble and calm. Uh, but you know what? We shouldn't. We should make mistakes when we're young. We should burn. We should fail. We should hurt ourselves. We should break our arms and legs. Because, you know, this is the best part of it. When you're then older, obviously you know better. But uh, without the mistakes, would you be as smart as now? So... Honestly, I think we should go all in when we're young and uh, make all sort of mistakes and stupid decisions because that's all about the stories you tell when you're smart and older afterwards. So I'm not sure if I would change anything besides of probably being a little bit slower with my tongue <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> it took me a lot of burns and scars to get over it. But uh, in the end of the day, I think that's that's what it's all about. And that creates the stories when you're older. Love it. Great, great answer. Where can people follow you? All of our listeners, I saw that your social media Instagram account is past uh, 5,500 followers right now. So where, <laughs> where can people follow you? I'm mainly active on Instagram. I'm super busy, so I try to jump around to many uh, spots. Obviously, I'm on LinkedIn, professionally side, but Instagram, uh, I'm Chefs Aladesh White. Um, that was my nickname in all kitchens I worked since I'm an acrylic cleaning nerd so whenever i had a dirty spot on my chef jacket i immediately changed so there were days i had like six seven chef jackets on no way um so my yeah that's that's, that's where the nickname comes from uh, i always wear perfect white chef jackets and if they become dirty I, I just got really upset and changed immediately because i felt it's really really important to work clean 
And trust me, every chef who works with me will shake his head right now. Really? <laughs> I hate How many so do you own? It needs Pop? to be clean. How many chefs? Hundreds. No way. <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> yeah, hundreds. <laughs> so yeah, chefs while I'm mostly active, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, I love to post travels uh, of the uh, make posts of the travels and the destinations. Obviously, there's a lot of food pictures there. Uh, and, you know, a lot of little stories from Marty Master and Chef's, uh, Top Chef right now. But, yeah, overall, that's my main focus. Love it. Tom, tell us again, what is the name of the show on Discovery Channel? So we can all, our entire cruise community needs to go on and watch the show. So the show called Maritime Masters, um, currently it's streamed in Discovery Channels in America. Uh, it will come to DMAX uh, mid of the year all around Europe. Uh, it will come out, I believe, 3rd of June or 8th of June in UK, Canada and Australia as well. Also National Geographic. It's it's a really cool show. It's really nice to watch. It's really healthy uh, and entertaining at the same time, but also very educational. I really like it. Amazing. So we will make sure we're going to watch and follow along. Congratulations on uh, making it to top three on the uh, – I mean top four. <laughs> or should I say top three? We should say top three. Come on. I know it. I, I have a feeling. I don't know. <laughs> And you know what? Sea Trade actually started F&B at Sea. So it's food and beverage. It's a whole show at the same time as Sea Trade Cruise Global. I'm sure you'll get an invite. It would be amazing to have you be there and uh, to be a speaker and to do some things. That'll be coming up next year. That would be amazing. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. Tom, it's been a pleasure. You're epic. I think the world of you and as Good as you are as a chef, which is amazing. I love your leadership style the most because it's just... Thank you so much. I look up to you. You inspire me and you did back then when I met first met you and you still do. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you so much, Lodi. Keep shining. It was really nice to meet you back then. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Keep chatting. <laughs> Keep shining. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.